everyone, and welcome back to episode three of Speak With Us. We're super excited about today's episode as we'll be covering the academic side of school, which mainly revolves around courses. I'm sure coming into first year is nerve-wracking, especially given the current situation, but we wanted to help talk about what we did in first year to help you through this. We'll start off by introducing ourselves, starting with Catherine. Hi, everyone. My name is Catherine. I'm, I use he, she, her pronouns. I'm in my fourth year, and I'm specializing in accounting. Hi, everyone. My name is Jessica Kabuli. My pronouns are she and her, and I'll be graduating in the class of 2023, and I intend to specialize in accounting and finance. Hi, everyone. My name is Nandini. My pronouns are she and her. I'm a third year BBA, and I am specializing in accounting. Hi, everyone. My name is Kelly. My pronouns are she and her. I'm in year two, and I'll be specializing in accounting. And hi, everyone. My name is Joyce. My pronouns are she and her, and I'm a fourth year BBA student specializing in OMIS and orgs. Uh, so why don't we uh, jump right into it um, by starting off um, talking about which courses we struggled with. <laughs> Does anyone want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I think I can definitely talk about this. Um, since I'm just in my second year, I could say that this course that I struggled with the most, and I feel that everyone on this podcast can agree with me when I say that stats Management 1050 was definitely one of the toughest courses that we yes. had. To I agree. Um, do you want to talk about like why it was hard? Like, did you guys, like what happened? Um, sure. Um, so I'd honestly say that stats was like a completely new concept. I hadn't done it in high school and it was super, super different. Like we just jumped off from like one concept to the other. And I'd say my prof was a bit confusing as well. I wouldn't want to name her, but it was all just <laughs> at the end, we have our midterm and the final. And we're just like, what the hell? The class average was like 50%. That's not what happens in Chill Lake. That was like mm -hmm. the lowest grade I think everyone has ever got in stats or in any course. Yeah, I agree. Like for me, <laughs> for stats, I'll be honest, I was near failing for three quarters of the course. <laughs> and you know how like like um was it like half the year was failing and half the year was like barely passing or doing really well yeah I was part of the half the year that was failing group and the only reason why like I ended up with like a really good mark in the end was um what was what did I oh I just like did every single question in the textbook and because it was virtual the exam was so much easier like it was <laughs> <whew>. <laughs> So yeah. Yeah, I would say too, like I found stats, what Jessica's mentioned, unlike any course that we took in Schulich, like I took data management in high school thinking, okay, I took, I know probability, like I can do this. And then they would start throwing stuff like mean, like median, whatever. It was so easy, but then the test was next level. It wasn't like, oh, calculate the average. It was like, calculate the average, blah, blah, blah. And they would like word the question so strange that it was really hard and I remembered the multiple choice being the most difficult out of everything. 
Yeah, I agree. Stats was like a first year horror story, to be honest. Um, but I used like this one technique where like I photocopied all of the questions in the textbook, cut them out and tested myself by like writing the like take like the, the right method at the back of the piece of paper. And then I would just do every single question. So that really helped me in first year. Um, I don't know if a lot of people can relate, but I think another course I really struggled with was ethics um, in second year. I feel like no matter how hard I tried, like the assignments would just be the same. Like I would use the feedback, but I'd never really um, get to that level where I was aiming to. So that was definitely another course I struggled with. Oh my gosh, another course for me was like accounting for maybe like the first half of first semester because I didn't take accounting in high school, which I kind of regret I didn't do that. But then, um, yeah, it was really hard because then there's a lot of concepts and everyone knew it already because they all took accounting, right? Because I don't know, like business majors, they kind of planned it already. So then, so then um, um, yeah, it was really hard for me. But then after, I think like, because I had Fisher, he was such a good prof that like everything actually made sense and he was so helpful and everything. So because whenever I asked a question, he would never make me feel dumb. Like, you know, some profs say like, they like mm -hmm. have a tone whenever they yeah. respond and they're like, oh, like you don't know that already? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, going, going back to stats, I would say that was like also like one of the harder courses for me. Um, just I think um, besides like accounting in first year, like stats is like more numbers based, I would say, and like I have to know which one, like which equation to use, like depending on the question. And I was like, okay, this messed me up. Um, but yeah, I think, I think accounting like second semester was also hard for me for some reason, but I think it's just cause like personally, I find myself slacking off like in the winter semester, like fall will be like, oh my gosh, like I got to try so hard. And then like for four years of my life, like every winter semester, I slack off so hard and I just like stop caring. But like my advice to you is not to do that. Please keep up the energy. But yeah. And one more thing, coming back to stats, why it was the toughest, I'd say you're going to get like a formula sheet, just learn how to use it, because you're going to know that you got to use the formula sheet, and it feels really easy in the beginning, but in the end, you're just like, wait, how do I find out the number from between this? So just learn how to use that sheet, that is really helpful. Oh my gosh, and for stats, like, for the people that are doing the exam, like, virtually, <laughs> for the people that are doing the exam virtually, my hack was like I taped everything on my wall because then like you're allowed to have paper notes right so then like I taped everything on my wall so I didn't have to like flip through like 10 things and it made it so much easier saved so much more time so whoever's listening you better be doing that <laughs> mm -hmm. that's a good tip um so I think that's enough talk about stats in first year um why don't we move on to our favorite courses Favorite courses. Um, I don't like studying a lot. I'm, I'm really the kind of person who studies for 15 minutes and then I need like a at least in half an hour break or something like that. But Same. luckily, I understand accounting pretty fast because uh, I had a really strong base in accounting during high school. I had it for grade 11 and 12. So I definitely say accounting 2010 and 2011 was my favorite. I totally agree with you. Um, accounting 2010, I personally loved it because going into uni, I didn't really know much about, 
I just feel like, okay, I just feel like that course really gives you so much more perspective into what accounting is about. And I think it's because of Alex Fisher. Like he gets a lot of credit for that. He made it very interesting um, and sort of uh, helped me make my decision for specializing in accounting as well. Another course, uh, definitely Orgs 2100 in second year. Um, it was such a fun course because you'd always do group work. Um, I never needed coffee to stay awake in that class. Like you just go over the class and have to buy coffee before because it would be impossible to keep my eyes open. But um, you would always like like get to participate, work with others. And overall, the concepts were just really interesting and like relatable to what you see in real life as well. So yeah, definitely that course. Yeah, Nandini, I actually agree with you um, for both courses. Um, for accounting 2010, I had Papino. I don't know if he still teaches like first year accounting or not, but he was like such a good prof and like he made me like accounting for like two seconds before I was like okay I can't do this anymore um but yeah he he was a really good prof and like I think he was really fair with his questions and everything so like because he was such a good prof like he was able to kind of put like more challenging questions and I also agree with you for um orgs 2100 as well I also had a really good prof I had um Tom Medkoff and um his classes were like Friday at 8.30s, but like it was honestly worth it just because it was like really entertaining and you get to watch like videos and stuff. And I know like we said we'd stop talking about stats, but stats too was like a lot easier in second year. Yeah. And like it was one of the things that I also enjoy just because we're using Excel. And I think like one thing to say is that um, for second year, like a lot of people say it's the hardest year, but honestly, I found it like easier than first year. Like I really enjoyed like most of the courses. So yeah, I don't know if you guys agree with me. <laughs> Joy. I really hope whatever you're saying is true. Second year, not going too well till they do. <laughs> I think better. it depends. Like, if you're in IBBA, second year will be hard because econ's hard. But I, like, I was, like, one of the students who went from IBBA to BBA, and I found second year a lot harder than first year because I feel like in first year you had access to, like, test banks and all your upper year's resources. And then in second year, they're, like, we don't know what test banks are like we're gonna actually test you on what you know and there's all these assessments <laughs> and things you need to like figure out so i'm in fourth year now and i still feel like second year was my worst year so i'm sorry to the second years it'll get better but i feel like just because you're going from like you know having all the answers to everything having all these resources and help to like kind of actually knowing everything and sort of adjusting your study habits was really hard for me um, but I, I'll admit with like, and agree with what Joy said, like, I really enjoyed stats too compared to stats one, bro, mm -hmm. stats two was just <laughs> a different thing. Like it, like it made breeze. more sense. Yeah. And I like, it was kind of cool. Cause it would teach you like regression and like, um, how to like make certain decisions and stuff like that. Where stats one was just like standard deviation, like random bullshit that like, honestly, you'll probably need to know eventually but I never understood but stats two is really fun and I liked accounting 2011 in terms of first year courses because I had Ala I don't know if she teaches first year anymore but she was like very animated she she was a prof who didn't allow us at the time to use laptops um, or any electronics in class I don't think she'll be doing it now given that it's virtual like I don't know how else to be attending classes mm -hmm. <laughs> but um yeah, she was just, like, super lively, and I just think the course makes a lot more sense in first year, like, in second term accounting than it did first term, but I'm an accounting major, so I might be biased in that sense. Yeah, to add on to your point, um, I think another reason 
uh, second year was much harder was because of the group work. Uh, in first year, you don't have any group work, like maybe like one or two classes, but in second year, every single one of your courses is going to have some sort of group work. And the thing is, everything is due in the same week too, in like that third or fourth week of November. So it piles up. And then honestly, like speaking with group work, like it can either be really great or it can suck because you will end up with people who will not do anything. So I think that's another really tough um, aspect of second year. Yeah, first year it was mostly like, okay, like you study like on your own and there weren't a lot of group projects. Um, and then second year, yeah, it just, it just kind of happened. And the worst part is that like classes that don't really need group projects still make you do a project. Um, like no offense, but like for finance, like why do you want me to work with someone for 10%? Like, and I remember in like second year, our finance project was made by a certain prof who I'm not going to name. Um, and it was like extremely hard. And like me, like my partner and I, we just like kind of didn't know where to start. And it was like crazy with like all the, the Excel sheets and stuff. Like maybe we're just kind of dumb, but like, um, yeah, we just found it like a lot harder, but I think like, I guess like what you can take out of this is to honestly, um, take, like take time to like meet new people. Um, even though it's online, like just kind of like don't be afraid to message people and like dm them and be like hey like what's up like if you're gonna know that in second year like you're gonna need to kind of get into group projects and like some classes do like let you pick which is nice um so for those classes like it's always good to like know a couple of people so you can always um kind of ask them to work uh together okay so moving on um now that we talked a lot about different courses um does anyone want to say anything about uh profs that they enjoyed um, keeping it nice. I love Hila. Like everyone loves her, but like yes. I love her. Like for mm -hmm. Omis and for stats, or like mostly for Omis. Like I, I, okay. Let's say okay. The work is kind of hard. So then whenever I have a question, I'm just like, damn, I don't know how to do this. But look at the canvas. She make, she already has a video for you on how to do it. Wow. I'm just like, how'd you know that? Like how'd you know I didn't know how to do that? Like, I don't know, like, I just love her, like, oh, man, makes me like school. Well, I completely agree. Gila is, like, the best prof I've had at Shulik. Um, She literally knows what students struggle with, and she gives you those tips to help you, like, overcome that, like, the technique about, um, you know, like, cutting those, like, little, um, the questions into little sheets and like practicing for the stats midterm like that. She told me to do that. And I literally, my grade went up like 10% the next midterm. So she's amazing. Um, I've mentioned it a couple of times already, but Alex Fisher, of course, um, he picks on you, but it is such a good technique because it made me get ahead of my readings for every class. Um, same with the penal. He's, I, I just genuinely liked him. I thought he was a super chill and nice prof. And uh, Eva Re Eva Reddington, who she, she teaches Orgs 2200. I don't know if a lot of people have had her. She was so nice. She would play music every every time we had a class, like in the morning. I had her 8.30s on Wednesdays, but it was such a fun class. Like, I did not fall asleep despite it being an 8.30 and getting up at like 5 a.m. for my class. It was really good. And um, I hope you guys have her for Orgs 2200 because she's um, she's amazing. Yeah. I can definitely say the same about Gila, just like Kelly just mentioned. I mean, I've never subscribed to anyone's YouTube channel, but I actually subscribed to Gila's YouTube channel because <laughs> she posts the answers and the solutions. She literally solves all the webs, like every single question, she'll put it up there and it's so detailed. And she's, 
you know, she's actually sweet when she explains it. You actually feel like listening to her. She gives out those positive vibes in a way. Mm-hmm. And another prof that I really like was uh, Marissa Morello. She teaches accounting and she's amazing. She's really sweet and she's really nice. So I definitely recommend if you ever get a chance, definitely take a class with her. Yeah, for me, I would say all of my best profs have coincidentally been accounting profs. That's probably why I'm in the specialization because I feel like they just really know what they're doing and they go through enough examples to really teach you the material. Like, um, I think in stats, to be honest, the only good prof is Hilo because she gives you those handouts and goes through so many examples where it kind of feels like a high school class. We know how like you would learn by having the lesson, but also going through all the homework. And that way you can actually understand a way to apply what you learned. I feel like a lot of the profs in my experience at Shulik would either delve too deep into the lecture without actually applying it, or they would talk about like things going on um, currently in the economy or their own work life experience. And then when it comes to assessments, I'm like, bro, how am I going to apply your life stories to this question? Because that's all Mm -hmm. you taught me, you know? (laughs) So, but I found with accounting profs, they were like, it was really balanced. Like, I don't, there are some exceptions to the accounting profs who haven't been the strongest, but I think they always made it up by giving you a good grade. Um, but there's been a lot more accounting profs, in my opinion, who've been able to teach the content and like really go through examples so you can learn it. And they would always be so helpful. Like if you didn't understand anything, you can always reach out to them. They'd be there to help too. So yeah, all the accounting profs, I don't think you can go wrong in accounting. Okay, so moving aside from all of these shoe like first year courses, um, do you guys have any recommendations for any York electives that you really enjoyed in first or second year? Uh, I could take this one. So first year, I had a six credit course. It was called Introduction to Professional Writing. And my second year course, which I took in uh, during my summer for first year, it was called Introduction to Politics. Both of them, not exactly bird courses, but there's no stress and they're an easy A. So if you do get a chance, definitely go for these courses and they are going to be pretty useful, especially introduction to professional writing. They taught us how to write like resumes and cover letters and stuff like that. So that could be pretty useful for you guys. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people agree that Addiction and Contemporary Society is one of the best courses you can take as an elective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't say it's just because of like the assignments and the work being like an easy A plus or easy A. Um, it was genuinely really interesting. Like one of the assignments we had to pick out like a movie or like a TV show and related to the concepts we learned. And I literally got to do like my favorite TV show. So it's like, I was going back and watching the episodes and it was, it was fun and like, it was interesting too. So I would definitely recommend that course to everyone. Uh, for me, I'd recommend taking Spanish 1000 because personally I found courses that were a lot more subjective to be the hardest courses ever and I think that's because I suck at reading and I can no suck at writing and I can barely read like my words per minute reading is five um so they those courses usually take me so long to do when I find them a lot harder than any course says Schulich but what I find on Spanish is that it's so basic that it's honestly just like weekly Dora episodes like two times a week sure like it's a lot of commitment um especially if you want a chill schedule it's probably not the best class to take because it's two times a week for two hours each but every single prof that teaches it has been so chill and 
you just learn like the very basics and if you've taken French then like it's even easier in my opinion. Yeah I agree for like all the 1000 level on language courses they're pretty easy like for like French, Spanish, for me I'm taking Chinese, I took Chinese, um, I heard Italian wasn't bad, like all those are pretty good like because they're so different from like the business courses um, the workload is like it's like easier I don't know it kind of felt like a stress reliever for me just because it was different you're starting from the beginning like learning one two three learning how to say my favorite food is our burgers or something like it's so easy (laughs) that even though it is like a time commitment because it's two twice a week I think it's worth it yeah like I took Italian in the summer and it was online and I thought like oh my god learning a language online is gonna be so hard because I've had most of my experiences in school where we would talk with the prof. Sometimes the prof would bring in like other additional things to learn the language. Like it's, it's just, you need to be in a classroom for that. But for Italian, the prof does a really good job with like keeping you guys on track. And because it's online, it's easier because you could just use Google Translate and just, you know, do whatever you need to stay on top of it. So if you're looking for a really easy elective, like Kelly mentioned, just take any of the 1000 level um, language courses. And the best thing about it is that you can take it any year. It's not restricted to first year or second year. You can take it in third and fourth year. And especially when third and fourth year gets like a bit more tough with more specialized courses, it's definitely a good course to take. But like for 2000 level courses and above, if you don't like languages, don't take them because they do get harder because like the props are more strict. So yeah, I, re- I don't really recommend taking any language course that's 2000 level and above. <laughs> Um, for me in first year, I took um, ENVS 1000. I don't remember the name of it. Um, it was kind of interesting, but also kind of boring, I would say. Like, no offense, like, a lot, like, it's like sustainability is something like I'm super interested in, but I think just the course and how it was like broken down, like it wasn't just, like it just wasn't my thing. Um, like I struggled really hard to find like bird courses in first and second year, I would say, like, they'd, they'd always be like, oh, yeah, it's like a bird course, so easy, like, A+, plus, you know, like, you just sit around, do nothing, and all of a sudden, you get, like, an A+, plus. like, that's always, like, the, like, the impression that we're always given for bird courses, but no, like, you obviously have to put in the work, and I think people just, like, kind of assume you don't have to do anything, um, so, yeah, like, that, that EMBS course was, like, okay, but I've heard good things about, like, Um, like acting for non-majors or like voice and speech like things like that where you're more like hands-on and you're like having to like write essays and like whatever like I think those ones are a lot easier um personally in second year though um or sorry like in third year I did take all of like the s like the social work courses like 2020 2025 and 2035 like I took all of them I think like even though it was pretty subjective I think it was super interesting especially because um Uh, for issues such as like mental health and um, addiction like there's just a lot of things that we didn't like we didn't we know about and just being able to see it from a different perspective and being able to kind of um, maybe like sympathize with with people going through these things um, was definitely like an eye-opener for me and I think that like um, going into fourth year like right now I'm taking like these Korean courses Um, one of them is called like 
something about like Korean wave and culture or something. And then I'm also taking Korean food and Korean film. Like even though there are 3,000 courses, I think they're the easiest electives I've ever taken. And so like even though maybe like you're in third year, you can still take 2,000 courses. Like you may want to consider these ones. Like I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just found them like really fun. Like especially if you're into like um, learning about different cultures, like it's super fun. And it's all in English too. So you don't actually have to know Korean. So yeah. I agree. Um, I'm taking the same course as Joyce, like the Korean wave one. It's basically K-pop. And mm. yeah, it's so easy. The only thing is that the readings are so long. Why are they 50 pages long each? But yeah. They're interesting though. I'll get, I yeah. guess we about BTS for like 20 pages, but anyway. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But like, yeah, I thought they would be really hard just because of 3,000 courses. And some people were asking me like, oh, why are you taking a 3,000 level course? Like, might as well take advantage of the 2,000 level courses. I'm just like, um, I these sound easier than the 2,000 level electives that York offers, mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. And I just wanted to say like on Joyce's comment, like with easy electives, it really depends on you as a person. I've heard so many people tell me that voice and speech and like the SOAP classes were so easy. But I think I enrolled in SOAP 2020 for two minutes, looked at the course outline and was like, absolutely not. I'm not gonna get an A in this class because I suck at writing. So if you're like someone who's a really, really strong writer or strong communicator, then I would say those subjective courses are a lot better in terms of getting an easy A. But if you're someone who's very analytical, then there's other classes, like I know there's Econ 1530, which is kind of like um, grade, 12, grade 12 calculus. Um, I liked languages because I've always been good at it. So there is that bias there, but I would definitely say like really can look at the course outline before you enroll in these easy A's to see if it's something that you know you're strong at. Just because I like, I just remember enrolling in SOAP 2020 being like, what the heck, I have to write three papers and my whole grades based off that like nah I can't do that I need like something more objective so yeah yeah going off of um the social work courses I think it depends on the prof as well um I think for the addiction course I had a really nice prof and um I took the course like this year went like or sorry, last like third year winter semester and because of like COVID and everything she actually canceled like the last paper that was due and she was like really like empathetic about like our current situation and everything so Joyce for SOAP 2020 was your prof Sue yeah yeah she was I, so I nice too. I had her for so much she was such a sweetheart um so I think we've talked a lot about like different York courses as well as like Schulich courses um but how did you guys find like managing your schedule and how did you balance like all these different um kind of courses um for me because I'm such a morning person, I put all my courses for second year at least in the morning, like 8.30. So for this semester, I have um, all 8.30 lectures, like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I spaced it out like that just because um, because I'm a morning person, my brain functions in the morning. Like right now, I don't think I'd be able to study for Ole Miss. Like I think, I, I think I'm done for the day for school. Like my brain just does not work anymore. So yeah, I think it really depends on the person. Like if you are a night person, then maybe like a 2.30 to 5.30 lecture is better for you. But if you're a morning person, definitely 8.30 to 11.30. Even though you have to wake up early, it's so much worth it. And you have so much time during the day and you get to see the sunrise. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I totally agree. I was going to say the same thing. 8.30s are like just amazing. You don't even realize how much time you have in the day. Um, I don't, I'm not a morning person. I don't like waking up early, but I genuinely felt like as soon as the class was done at 11.30, I had the whole day to like go home and nap and like do so much work. So I would definitely say take 8.30s as often as you can. Um, even if you're not a morning person, like I feel like 2.30s are just such a waste of time because like your whole day is gone and then by the time your class is done it's like rush hour and like if you're commuting it takes forever to get home or even if you're driving like I just wouldn't recommend it like morning person or not um another thing about my schedule is I've always tried to only have like three days a maximum of three days and first year I couldn't do that there was some rule that like we had to have four days minimum of classes but in second year and now in third year as well I've tried to have a maximum of three days because I feel like you have those extra four days uh in the week to just like maybe even work or um just relax and take it easy and like I don't know I just don't like I would not like to have like all five days at school and I always of course prefer to have my Fridays off so if you can try to pack your classes in um, the least amount of days as you can of course now it doesn't matter as much because it's virtual but in person it was definitely better to just um, have less days that you're going in especially if you're commuting yeah I was gonna say like 830s are good for classes that don't have midterms because I remember in second year, I was fine with it. And I also had two days off. But then in third year, when all my courses were accounting courses, I had like 30% midterms. And I had to wake up at eight, not even wake up at 8.30. I had to write my midterm at 8.30. My brain just wasn't there. And I feel like 11.30s are like the prime time because you have enough time to eat breakfast, to review your material. But you also have like the rest of your day there like you miss the afternoon but you know it's not terrible I would say 2:30s are the worst times to have classes because it's like right after lunch so you're not hungry but then almost at the beginning of like dinner kind of so you're just starving all of a sudden and it's just like no one's paying attention because you just want your day to end at that point um so highly recommend not taking 2:30s unless that's the only time it's available and in terms of having less days at school I would suggest if you're gonna take one or two days off make sure the classes that you're stacking together both of them either one of the classes doesn't have midterms or both of them don't have midterms because to have back-to-back -back midterms or two midterms in one day is like a nightmare on its own I would definitely suggest that you really like strategize and see what courses are worth taking together and I personally prefer having two days off like one in the middle of the week and then one at the end of the week because I find if I have like Thursday to Monday or Friday and Mondays off or something like that like I'm just so unproductive because I'm like yay I have an extra long weekend I won't do anything today I'll do it tomorrow and I keep pushing it whereas if you have one in the middle of the week you have like you know like the weekend to figure out your shit sorry I swore I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> but you have like the end of like the weekend to figure out stuff and then you know school happens and you're like oh damn like things are getting hard I at least have another day to catch up again so I would highly recommend having a like a Tuesday or Wednesday as a day off because I feel like it can help with productivity but that's just my opinion okay my views are a bit contradictory to what Catherine just said and uh, what Nandini just said my commute to school takes me about one and a half hour. Got to change like two buses to get there. And then the buses that go from Brampton are kind of shitty. Sorry. Um, 
the bus is uh, the bus transportation isn't that good, and they kind of get canceled in the way. So for eight thirty classes, I have to leave at like six thirty in the morning, and that was during winters. I remember like the buses would get canceled. I just stand there freezing. So I definitely recommend don't take eight thirty classes, especially in the winter if you have to commute, and uh, try to keep your schedule like super light. So for fall, I only came for like three days, and winters, I came for twice. I, I just came two times a week. It was um, kind of manageable. I won't say it was too tough. I just, I didn't have any classes back to back. I'd have like a three hour gap in between. So it was pretty fine. So um, I'd say that you save a lot of time. That way you kind of have like five days off in a week. And that gives you like a lot of time to do all your other stuff. Like you can work, you can work part time. You could do all of your homework. And you don't just have to like stress about it all the time. Like, oh my God, I have another class at 1130. I have another class on Tuesday. You just have five days. You know that you're just busy those two days and you just finish off everything. within those two days. So that's definitely what I would recommend, but do whatever works for you. I, got, I agree with both of you, like what every, with what everyone said. Um, like before when I was like commuting, I would say like 830s kind of sucked. I would say like, because... For me, I had to leave at like seven in the morning and that's when people started to leave for work as well. And so like every single bus was full and you had to stand and it was like really hot and, and just like not a good time. And um, at the same time though, like 2.30 to 5.30 was also bad because um, 5.30 was also rush hour. So like in the winter time, it'd be super dark and then you'd also have to stand and it was snowing. So it was like honestly worst for me too. So my ideal class would be um, like 11.30 to 2.30, um, just because like at 10, like when you're busing, there's not a lot of people. And then 2.30 is right before like people get off of school and work and stuff. So that's, that's like, that was like prime time for busing, but that's only if like you go to class and go home like me. So, um, so yeah. And I think uh, for me, like now that I think, I guess like everything is online for me, like I don't mind 8.30 classes as much. Like I'll literally just wake up at 8.25, like, you know, like wake up, brush my teeth, get on um, as long as I don't have to show my face. So it, it's not too bad. And you can definitely like stack up your courses um, now that they're online. And I find that like, especially if there's no like midterms or like exams or whatever, like honestly, you'll have such a great, like such a great break, like during the week. Um, personally, for me, I also have like two days off. So I have um, Tuesdays and Fridays, but most of my classes are like in the mornings. And so just like, honestly, straight, straight up chilling. Like, I agree with Catherine, I would never do like, Monday and Friday, just because I'd be like, okay, like, you know, let's chill like every day. And then, and then I get to like the middle of the week. And I'm like, oh, shoot, like, I forgot. Um, but yeah, definitely, like, I think, like, it sucks that things have to be online, especially like with everyone going into first year, but um, like silver lining, you get to kind of be a lot more flexible with your schedule, which is great. And you uh, eliminate the commuting time. Uh, so I think we're near the end of our um, third episode today. Um, so usually we end off with giving some advice to the first year students, but since um, Kelly, uh, Catherine and I have given advice in previous podcasts, um, Jessica Nandini, did you wanna say something for our first years? Um, yeah, I definitely wanna say one thing. I would say that you should really go out to a lot of networking events, um, not just the ones that are organized by like specific clubs like um, the Sri Lanka Accounting Society or SPP, but do go out to them, of course, but also try to go out to the ones organized by CDC. 
I'd say they're a lot more informative and, you know, they call in speakers that other clubs and other people don't. And there are a lot of like, um, from my personal experience, I've attended like 30 to 40 CDC events over the past one year. And I'd say that I've never seen those wow. people around anywhere else. And they bring in information, which is actually MBA level. So you have all the MBA students there. And I was like the only undergrad student there out of all the 50 people that were attending the event. So you get like a lot of exposure and I'd say it makes you a lot more confident and you get a lot more knowledge about what you want to do or, you know, all different kinds of aspects of life. So, um, and one more thing, don't worry about bell curving. I haven't really heard anyone who's been bell curved downwards. Most people go upwards, especially for stats. So it's all good. Good luck guys. Um, yeah, I would say in terms of academics, don't feel discouraged if like you fail your first accounting quiz or don't do so good on your first stats midterm um, because it's going to get better. And as long as you're really being proactive and, you know, you're taking that feedback and you're, you know, reaching out to props, if you genuinely feel like you're struggling with something, you'll be okay. Like, just don't let like grades um, define you and don't let it like take over. Like you're, you're going to do amazing. And yeah, that's the advice I have. That's great advice from both of you guys. Um, so this wraps up our episode three of Speak With Us. Uh, thank you so much to all everyone today for taking the time to kind of talk about your uh, uni experience. And we'll see you guys back for episode four next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.